0: That song is now 21 years old. Where does the time go? From the album Reload, uh, Tom Jones, of course, or should I say Sir Tom Jones, and Sex Bomb, of course, one of the uh, judges on The Voice UK, which leads me quite nicely uh, right up to my very special guest of the morning, uh, talking to singer-songwriter Ragsy from Aberdeer, and, of course, a presenter here at GTFM before Covid restrictions change life uh, for just about everyone. First of all, good morning, Ragsy. Good morning, Gareth. how are you doing? I'm not doing too bad uh how are you doing? How's the family doing?
1: all good yeah can't complain you know keeping try keeping safe you know <laughs> distancing not a family like you know <laughs> you know, you know. But but we're, we're keeping our distance, from people, you know, from people and uh, following rules and getting on with things as best we can. You and, know, we're going to get to the other side of this.
0: Yeah, and that's all we can do, buddy. Keep our fingers and toes crossed. So let's remind people then, you're from Aberdeen, so your early Aye. gigs were around the pubs and clubs in the area, I'm guessing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, whether I was in a band or whether I was in a duo or my own, I was uh, I was always uh, you know started in Aberdeen. Oh, I remember being in my first band. And, and funny enough, someone posted out uh, a photo on social media the other day of a place called the Railway Club uh, in Aberdeen, where um, one of my early gigs. Um, where it used to be a, a place where we all used to, to play, uh, you know, in the bands and all that kind of business. And um, it's Change now, I think it's, it's flats now. I think, but uh, I was looking at it and it brought back fond memories of being a 15 year old, 16 year old Ragsy uh, starting off.
0: Do you know where you're saying that it's, it's, a, it's flats or whatever? It's just very similar to the pub in Klamarman where the phonics used to play. I think, yeah. I think uh, that's flats or something now, apartment. It's yeah. very sad, isn't yeah. it? Very sad
1: the 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 uh was it the ivy uh, side of the ivy bush or the bush i can't remember yeah one one they have a day called ivy bush and uh uh, and one's called the bush i think that was the ivy bush because i I played there as well
2: yeah
1: um yeah yeah, played there a couple of times um just uh, just as the fornix got signed um i remember them uh uh coming in to watch watch us play um in our early days yeah
0: brilliant stuff so how old were you then when you started to have that emotional love of music? Because you get to that point, right you didn't where you think, do you know I really like music? I want to play music. I want to play guitar and sing.
1: Yeah, how old? You, um, how old
0: would you would you would you have been then?
1: Well, well my parents always said to me that um, you know I was born singing. You know, I I, I didn't speak first; I sang first. <laughs>
2: um,
1: you know, so I was always singing from a young age. Um, and there's photos of me. In my pajamas and my dad's cowboy boots and his uh, his hat and um what I used to call a lumber law which I, is um I thought you were guitar. gonna
0: s I thought you were gonna say nappy then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <a> nappy, yeah. <laughs> uh, a good good luck as that's our bit for the <laughs> new album No <laughs> But um Yes, it kind of started off from a young age. My, my, I, one of my favourite films of all time was um, Kenny Rogers' The Gambler. Um, so I, I, my parents used to say that film, I knew the script as well as the songs off by heart. And then across the road from us, there was an um, Italian family, Gino and Tino, Father and Son, um, and uh, it was like that side of the, the road was a bit wealthier than our side of the road so they had uh, a front loader VHS player whereas we had a top loader they had a remote <laughs> control that you could stand like three or four foot away whereas we had our remote control on a cable um,
2: <laughs> and, yeah I remember uh, I, I you remember. know uh,
1: and um, Tino he was a big Queen fan and so you know uh, so he would lend us like we will rock you and things like that um, so, uh, yeah, you know, my dad was a big Queen fan as well as all the great 60s and 70s bands. So I'd have all that influence. Um, and uh, Queen then, especially, I wanted to be a frontman then from a, from a young age, so I was always singing Queen songs. Um, and then, you know, you, you start then on your musical journey of buying your own CDs and things like that. And It was only the other day that I bought Peter Gabriel's So on vinyl. Very but, good. Um, Very good album. Oh, it's it's one of my favourite albums and um, it was it was one of those ones where um we were three brothers, um and me and my brother Richard used to share a room and my older brother Steve used to have his own and we'd have um uh you know High Fire there with a the turntable and one speaker would be in one room and one speaker would be in the other. And so I would always put so on. So it, it started really young for me. And then I started in bands then when I was about 15, 16 then.
0: Yeah. Do, do you know what, though? The amount of people I've interviewed on the show and when when I say about musical influences, the bands that, that come out straight away, the Beatles, uh, yeah. Queen and Elton John, they are the big yeah. three.
1: yeah. Oh, definitely. The Beatles, when you think about it, you put Elvis Presley in that, in that mix. There yeah, you could, yeah. They were so influential on people. Um, uh, you know the the Beatles especially, but Elvis was was, it, was influential on the Beatles, you know. And it's um music's a wonderful web, and as soon as you start on that journey of, um, like buying a a vinyl or a, a CD especially, and and that glorious moment of opening and reading it from cover to cover, and and then finding interviews with these people and finding out who their influences were, and then you start on that web of you know. Like Bob Dylan with Woody Guthrie. Um, you, you go off and buy a Woody Guthrie CD then and, uh, you know, it's 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 a fabulous web, it is.
0: Yeah, because I know uh, Buddy Holly had a huge influence on the Beatles, so did Eddie Cochran, yeah. of course. And it's funny yeah. because yesterday I had uh, Laura Sidney on the show who featured on The Voice UK in January yeah. and she was talking about how Elvis Presley influenced her and she's 26, Ragsy. Ah, yep. There you go. Man.
1: Brilliant, you know, that. that's, it. you know, You you can, these stars, you know, these, um, uh, you know, great influential musicians, like you said, like, you know, they they come out in in the, the, you know, the fifties and things like that and so on, but they make a lasting impression. I was only reading about David Bowie the other day. uh, And uh, and if you think about how that man, uh, you know, uh, spanned over decades and and continuously changed um, and he'll make a lasting imprint on this universe, let alone music, um for for many, many decades to come and, and I don't think he'll ever, you know, he'll ever disappear with, with that influence.
0: Yeah, very clever man. He kept on introducing himself and reinventing himself, didn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely.
0: So your Big Break came in the second series of the Voice Then Ragsy back in twenty thirteen. He performed yeah. one of Coldplay's truly great songs, The Scientist, uh-huh. and <laughs> the blind editions. Uh Danny O'Donoghue, if I remember, he turned and of course so did Sir Tom Jones. And of course, yeah. you picked the Welsh Legends team, um, and that was very successful. That partnership, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things. I've been I've been a musician for a long time, in and out of bands and duos and solo. Um I nearly got signed a few times over the years, but not quite over that final hurdle. Always trying to make it as a as a musician, um, you know, to, to become a professional musician, not to be famous or anything. And um, yeah, and I just thought, like right, I'm gonna bang my name down on this because my, my mate Vince Freeman was on the first, the first show, um, the first series. Uh, so I banged my name down on it. I completely forgot about it until I was asked to go for the audition side of things. Um, and then, yeah, I found myself in front of uh, the four chairs and um, I just went out there to do my thing. And, you know, I thought, I'm just going to go out. Yeah, I'm going to do my thing. I've been busking that version of that song for such a long time that um, so that was my true kind of because I couldn't play my own songs that was my kind of uh, style uh, at the time um, so it was a true representation of me that first song on our show um, and then yeah I, I, it was uh, it was always a choice between those two if the four chairs had turned it would have been between Danny and Tom but Tom was always going to be my first choice um, you know, for his experience um, uh, and similarities, and then obviously being, you know, the king of Wales.
0: Yeah, and of course the other two judges, I think, was was it Jesse J at, at that time?
1: Yeah, Jesse J and, Jay uh, uh, and Will I am. am. Yeah, that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah, four top judges to be fair. So that success yeah. then, and exposure on national television really yeah. raised your profile, didn't it?
1: Oh, definitely. I'm always grateful for that that show because, like I said, it gave me that exposure. It gave me that platform to be able to go, right, okay, you know, I can either just go out there and and gig and gig and gig and do loads of covers uh, and, and, you know, go that way or I can try and make a mark for myself with my songs. So I really started from that point of you know like it, it, there's no record deal or anything like that at the time uh, and it still isn't now it was more a case of right you've got some good exposure on the platform but you to be able to bang on a few doors and and get your name out there and and try and make a mark in this music industry and and, and hopefully become that um, professional musician
0: well, you've certainly done that. So, so how have you found, bringing it up to, up to date into 2021 now, how have you found the writing process over the last year going through the lockdown? It's been such heartbreak for so many families who've lost loved ones. And of course, sometimes the, what is going on in the world can actually inspire you as a songwriter.
1: Yeah, this like I said, this album was was due to come out um, last year, this time last year. But when uh, the COVID uh, pandemic started and it's uh, it's infancy, then I I decided to to, to stop and delay it because uh, the music industry, every industry, don't get me wrong, every industry was getting slammed um, with the uh, with the uncertainty and you know having to go into lockdown and stop trading and things like that, um, and and. Being old school, uh, I, I relied on gigging. Um, you know, I I did I let my feet do do the work really more than this. You know, social media uh, and online. So I used to sell a lot of CDs and things like that at, at gigs. So all of a sudden, th- that is stopping, and I'm going right. Let's let's delay this album for a minute and see see where the landscape of uh, the new mu- music industry lies in a, in, a, in a you know two or three months. But it dragged on a bit then, like you know. And um, lucky enough now, we we got hope with the, the vaccine and whereas we didn't before like you know um so i found myself just you, you know playing guitar um i've only done one online show with the congress theater and i enjoyed that but i just found myself spending more time with family and, and writing more so i've got more stuff to come out um you know i'll probably when restrictions are lifted and it's safe get back into the studio with pt um and record some more stuff um, so there is, there is like um, a catalogue of ideas from this last year. And, yeah, some of it is all about being locked down and um, kind of being uh, away from those people that you would see every day. But then some of it is just about the, the joy you spend in time with family and things like that as well. Like, you know, it's, um, it's a tough one when you're not on the road. You, you, you're finding new kind of um, ideas to, to write about.
0: Right. Now, the new album is called One for the Road. Uh, when is it yeah. out, by the way? When is it out? Is it out now or is it a couple no, of weeks?
1: No, uh, no. One more for the Road, it's out. Um, I, I was just looking last night and we were agreeing on a date. We're going to bring three singles out first. So we're probably looking um, around about July because we're going to bring two, another two singles off that. because we've got acoustic stuff um, as well as um, some dance remixes of the tracks. And and in in the, in the music world, you you don't want to bring that album out, and then everybody's got it, and then they they go in. Right, well, what else you got? You you know, it's the old the old school thing is still a prize where you you need to to build to that album, and especially being an independent artist. So we look in we look in June, July for the for the album to come out, but it won't be long. There'll be a second single due soon. Um, along with one or two acoustic versions of the tracks that are going to be on the album, and a dance uh, one or two dance remixes with um, a guy called Beat Techniques that I've um, given him the, uh, where we had a little collaboration with. Um, so yeah, it's it's not as if it's going to be a long wait with, with nothing coming. There's there's plenty to come.
0: Okay, so do you know when you compile the songs for an album, Ragsy? Do you do you say yeah. to yourself? Do you are you consciously aware? Right, I need three slow songs. Uh, three up tempo songs is that the way it works, or do you to have like you mentioned then about the dance track because that 's important to get, to get the music into into all areas to to um, um, to get to people to to buy the singles obviously
2: yeah
1: yeah the, the, the parameters of the music industry are changing, especially when you can 't you know turn up and do what you do on a on an acoustic guitar and things like that, so I was fully aware of that this year um, so I, I went and Obviously, the album versions are all singing, all dancing. And then I thought, right, well, we need acoustic versions of that because people like to hear uh, strip back versions, which you can't turn up the radio stations and all that and do. Like, I'd, I'd usually be in there with without performing the track. Yeah, that's right.
0: You would. Yeah.
1: Um, and then it, it's another avenue, you know, this electronic dance music, which, uh, you know, uh, we mentioned David Bowie earlier on. And he's always changing his styles and things like that. So... Uh, I went into the studio with um, Dean Yanel you know, um, beat techniques and kind of said, "Look, uh, these are the tracks of the album. Can you read any that could be remixed?" Uh, um, and From there, with our collaboration, we are we are working on um, um, uh, an EP, that, you know, next as well as as well as other projects I got on the go. Um, but when it comes to picking the tracks, it's more about telling the story. Um, and I would purposely, as much as I had plenty of tracks, um, the the album's called One More for the Road, Volume One. Um, and it's, um, it's a nod to my influences. Um, there's only eight tracks on the album, so it's a, um, a nod to Peter Gabriel's So and to um, uh, Van Morrison's Astral Weeks because those two albums, they were only an eight-track album, um, but it was all about the songs and not having to be like, you know, uh, three minutes, four minutes to be perfect for radio, even though it, the song was the song. Um, And lucky enough, I've got this song is is a perfect length for radio, but it was all about what what those songs, uh, you know, fit on the album um, and tell the story. And then the volume one came from um, George Michael's Listen Without Prejudice, because again, it's another piece of classic, um, uh, you know, acoustic uh, magic on, on that album and uh it was only until i was reading later on then that you always plan to go back and do a volume two for listen without prejudice but we we never got to that to hear that which is a shame but it's there, there are nods to, to my influences throughout this
0: good now how can people get hold uh of the copy of the first single then which we're going to play in just a second called the first time
1: Well, it's out on Friday, but it's available now. It's all over my social media and things like that, um, which is like Ragsy on Facebook, um, uh, Ragsy78 on Twitter, Instagram is Ragsy78. Um, And um, it's available to pre-save now on Spotify and uh, Apple Music and Tyndall and Deezer. Um, And it's also available to uh, pre-order on uh, iTunes for like 59p. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are the avenues now and then obviously it goes up to whatever price, I think it's 79 pence uh, um, on iTunes from Friday onwards and it, it, whatever the, the normal rate is. And then it's it's available on every kind of um, platform, uh, uh, official platform out there to, to stream and download and things like that
0: Then, Brilliant stuff, well it's certainly getting a lot of airplay at the moment here at GTFM and uh, know, I'm sure exactly it'll so get well. a lot of airplay and uh, lots of other radio stations as well, well good luck with the single and the album, Uh the single uh, the first time is out on Friday then and the album as Rag said, uh, One for the Road is going to be released in July uh, So, it is always a great pleasure uh, all the best with the album and the single and take care my friend
1: Oh, thank you very much, Gareth. It's always a pleasure chatting to you uh, and I, I, a big thank you to the GTFM team for, um, for supporting this song and uh, miss you guys and hopefully I'll be back in the studio when we get to the other side of this uh, pandemic and we can all have a kutch. Uh,
0: that's the way to do it. That's a good old Welsh name, a name, kutch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Uh, take care, my friend. Thank you very much.
2: Look me in.